Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure that you like, make sure that you subscribe. Um, When did we become so critical of criticism? One of the things that I see happen on Twitter a lot, right, is if you don't agree with the move, somebody doesn't agree with you not agreeing. I want y'all to think about that for a second. If you don't agree with someone's move, then someone else disagrees with you about not agreeing. Like, criticism is not a negative thing. Criticism is not bad. I would argue that most of us need criticism because we have blind spots, and our blind spots manifest themselves in the way in which we operate. So, for instance, if I'm a receiver, I think I run routes well. I'm out there running receive. I'm out there playing receiver. I'm out there running these routes and think I'm doing everything right. If I don't receive any criticism and see, this is the thing, right? Cause feedback is cool. Feedback is cool. But a lot of times feedback washes over us. Feedback just becomes, Oh, you're doing it right. Oh, you're doing it right, so you don't really have anything to improve on. Criticism allows you to know that you're not doing it right. And how is that a bad thing? Unless we're super or hypersensitive, right? So I have to check myself sometimes, because sometimes people will come on and criticize me about things that I say. For instance, I cover I cover the Giants. I, I write for... Um, a, a New York Giants publication, Giants Country. And at times I say things about management or about the quarterback or about whatever. And I'm being critical. And the response from a lot of fans will be something that is also critical. There'll be some that agree. There'll be some that agree. But then there'll be others that are just critical of my criticism. And in my head, I'm going, you're doing the exact same thing you're telling me not to do. I need them to do that. I might be missing something, right? When I say that the Giants, that the Giants should have re-signed Julian Love, I'm not saying it because I like Julian Love. I'm saying it because the type of player that he is the dynamic that he brings as a safety that was converted from cornerback who is fast, who is agile, who has the ability to cover, but also has a little bit of nasty about him that he's willing to come up and hit you. That's something that works perfectly in Coach Wink's system. So when I see him sign for with, with Seattle for what I consider to be not a lot of money in, in NFL terms as far as elite level safeties go, I wondered to myself, well, why didn't the Giants just resign him? The only thing I can come to is that they did not value him high enough. They did not put him 
high enough on the pedestal to go, here are our priorities, one, two, three, four, five. Love is high on that priority list. They thought that they could duplicate what he does for the Giants with someone else. I'm, a, I'm disagreeing, but the criticism is right on. They would not have done what they did if they did not believe that they could duplicate what love, what love does. Now, they can't do it with one person. And therein lies my issue with the move is that you you have you have a few safeties who both operate differently. I think now with the re, with the signing of the new guy, they now have three different safeties that all have three separate skill sets. All of them are elements that love had. One will come up and hit you. Another one can cover deep third. Another one has a little bit of ability to play man-to-man. None of them can do all three, which means that now you have to bring in different packages where those guys are getting to feed into their skill set. Make no mistake about it. Love played every single game. Didn't miss any game. He's homegrown talent. Those are the guys that you're supposed to re-sign. Always on the field not demanding a lot of money, homegrown talent, gives you versatility. What what are we we discussing here? Don't tell me, oh, it's a business decision in that case, and then turn around and tell me that Daniel Jones is worth $46 million. Like, come on, who are we kidding here? So criticism isn't negative. It's It's just criticism. Do I believe that these GMs and these owners pay attention to outside criticism? You damn right I do. If you see some of the moves that they make, it tells you that they're paying attention to outside criticism. There's no way Daniel Jones gets $46 million if they're not paying attention to outside criticism. And please, please stop it with the, oh, well, he's not really getting that much. His cap hit is only, you guys only care about the cap when it fits your narrative. You only care about it when it fits your narrative. You never hear me talk about the cap. You know why? That's not my job. My job is not to make it work. Their job is to make it work. My job is to criticize the move. I'm not going to give them the out by saying, well, I get it. He signed for a lot. He didn't sign for a lot of money. This isn't a situation where he got way more money than what this team should have been comfortable giving him. But, But criticism helps in all walks of life. It is the people who only hear the sunshines and rainbows that tend to plateau. How do you ascend to the next level? Someone has to be critical. There has to be something. Why do they they, they call it critical? If a mission is critical, what does that mean? If a mission is critical, it means it's on the verge of failing. It's not failing. It has not failed. 
it's on the verge of failing. So everything can be going right for you. But if but you can be on the verge of failing if nobody is critical of you. How do you avoid failing? How many times have we seen it where people were not critical of someone and that person ends up failing when they did not have to fail? John Morant, the best thing that could have happened to John Morant was all of this, was all of this criticism. You can call it negative, you can call it whatever you want. I don't believe it is. I don't agree with all of it. I don't agree with all of it, but I think it was necessary because this can hopefully be the thing that stops him from doing something that crosses the line that costs him all of his money, right? I think about um, the receiver from the receiver from the um, Las Vegas Raiders. I um, mean, his name escapes me right now, um, but he had a car accident. I'm actually looking it up because I want to make sure that I get this right. Um, it, it reminds me of Henry Ruggs, right? So Henry Ruggs in 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 college, excuse me, not in college, but I think before college, um, had a had a friend who passed away in a car accident. And fast forward throughout life, he gets into a car accident that um, ends up being fatal for a passenger in a car. Someone dies because of him and his excess driving. Now, he's going to go to jail, right? Or he's in jail. 22 years old. All of it's over. Somebody knew that that man was out there driving reckless before this happened. Somebody out there knew that that man was living in a way that was going to catch up with him before it happened. His life was critical. His livelihood was critical. And nobody criticized him. And because nobody criticized him, he has now lost everything. Now, is he going to spend his entire life in jail? No, he's 22 years old. There's probably a good chance that he'll be out of jail before he's 30 or by the time he's 30. But it doesn't change the fact. It doesn't change the fact that his life will never be what it could have been. We're talking about a superior talent. A guy who was destined for stardom. A guy who could have been a positive influence in his community. And still could be afterwards, right? But that part of his life, it, 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 it failed. It Because nobody criticized him where he was. At least not hard enough for him to make a change. We all have this in our lives. There are times where you could be critical of someone and it helps them to take the next step. I think about a coach like Matt Painter at Purdue. And I asked a good friend of mine, Whit LeJure, Coach Whit, on our Zebra Stripes podcast, I asked him, is it more, is it more 
scheme has to change or he has to recruit better players. And he said probably players, but scheme might have something to do with it. This is a critical time for Matt Painter. This is a critical time for Tony Elliott because in both of those situations, they have had success. Elliott has had the ultimate success. So it tells them what I'm doing is right. But but it also says, hey, if you don't want this thing to go fully downhill, then maybe, just maybe, you should do something else. So it's important that we, my bad, microphone doing something, but it's important that we, that we outline that, that there are times in people's lives, like where you're, you're running reckless, you're off the chain, whatever it might be, you're at that critical area, you're at that critical juncture where if you don't do this the right way, it could go completely off the rails, right? Tony Elliott was a guy at Virginia who was doing it different than others. Hey, let's play a style of a style of play that people won't be ready for. It works, right? They win a lot of games, but it also makes them susceptible to upsets. And now twice in the in the NCAA tournament, they have been upset big time by teams that they would have lambasted in the regular season. That has to signal something to you. Either you've got to change how you recruit and say, I've got to find a way to get better players to buy into this type of system, or you got to change up your system. The same thing with Matt Painter. Matt Painter is an excellent coach. Tony Elliott, an excellent coach. But they're at critical junctures, if you ask me. They're, they need somebody that they trust. They need outside influence, whatever it might be, to say, to give them the criticism, to make them look in the mirror, to make them sit down, reevaluate what they're doing, and say, what do I need to do differently? It happens in my life all the time. Sometimes the criticism doesn't even have to be said. It could just be in the actions of those around you. I went for a job that I did not receive. I went for a job that I did not receive. I applied for another job with someone that I've had good dialogue with and I never received any feedback. I never received any, any, any return on it. I asked and inquired about a job from somebody that I know somebody that um, I've done work for and they've said that I've done good work. And I received nothing back. The silence is the criticism, right? Now, it could be that, that this person is just busy. But we usually know that when somebody is silent for long periods of time, 
when they don't return a phone call, when they don't return an email, it's because they probably don't want to be as honest as they probably should be in that case. That could be that person saying, listen, Gene, I like you. I like your writing, but this job is too big for you right now. Or this job is more than you can handle, or this job is whatever it might be. So now, instead of getting the criticism, I have to see the 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 nonverbal cues. I have to respond in kind. I have to make sure that I am understanding what's going on. Okay, if they're not hitting me back, that means that maybe I'm not ready for this in their mind. So what do I need to do in order to get better? Now, would it be great if somebody would come back and say, hey, listen, you're not ready for this. You got a little good thing, but you need to really dig into your bag and and, and refine and fine tool your craft. Cool. Now I know. Without knowing, it's hard to get better at, right? But we can take those nonverbal cues. You go If you go for a job, right? If you go for a job, watching the way in which they respond to you. A personal call back on a regular job that you go in and interview for, a personal call back, even if you don't get it, can symbol that you were very close, that it was a tough decision for them not to hire you. If you don't get anything back, that means you're not close. Not in their minds. Now, they could be wrong, but it still warrants you to go back and look at that criticism. Criticism is not negative, ladies and gentlemen. It only helps us get better. It only allows us to, 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 to take a hard look at ourselves. But you got to get this, oh, they're hating out of, out of your mind. They might be hating, but some of the best criticism comes out of hate. Because the people who hate on you are going to be the ones who criticize you the most harshly. They're going to have the harshest criticism because they hate you, which means it's going to come unfiltered. It's not going to come with any fluff. It's going to be raw. It's going to be direct. and It's going to be to the point. It might even be, it might even have a little extra something on it, a little extra zest, a little extra sauce, a little extra sass. But those things make us better if we're willing to receive it. So I encourage all of you, like if you follow me, hey, give me some pointers. What do you think I can do better? What do you think? I need to do to take this podcast to the next level. This is episode 319. What do you think that I need to do so that episode 500 is is on a platform larger, that I am able to reach more people, that I have more eyeballs on me? I want to hear the criticism. What do you not like? Yeah, give me the feedback of what you like. That's cool. What don't you like? What would you love to see me do more of? Help me help myself. Right? Help me help myself. 
help me help you. A better me means a better you. A better me means a better you in the 20 minutes that you spend with me on a morning. Criticism can be the greatest thing for us. And I want to officially say, I welcome all the criticism. Don't I won't think of it as negative. I won't think of it as, as, as hate. I'll think of it the way it should be thought of. Just you trying to make me better at what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. I do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Till next time. Peace.